0: As we read the psalm together, please will you join in with the words that are in bold type. Psalm 13 How long will you forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I have anguish in my soul? And grief in my heart, day after day. How long shall my enemy triumph over me? Look upon me and answer, O Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep in death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him and my foes rejoice I have fallen. But I put my trust in your steadfast love. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has dealt so bountifully with me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Amen. Please stand for the Gospel reading. (coughs) The Gospel reading can be found on page 78. It's taken from Luke chapter 18, beginning at the first verse. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory, I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? (coughs) Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on earth? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ.
1: Friends, I'm very grateful to Roland for a sermon series on the evenings, which I'm commencing off this evening. It's on guidance. How to let the Lord inform you of the choices you make, if that's of interest, or to you or those you pray for, to get them to come along or maybe listen on the internet. Uh, But today sees the start of a series that Simon's put together on lamenting, and we're looking at Psalm 13, you can find it if you wish to follow, on page 506. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the gift of the sacred page, for the Holy Spirit who's inspired its words. We pray of your love and goodness, your spirit would settle upon us, enliven our minds and strengthen our wills to follow Jesus all our days, in whose name we pray, Amen. I still feel one of the most profound uh, sentiments of Christian theology is indebted to the person who said, If ever you make God an object of inquiry rather than an object of worship, that's where things have gone wrong. And today in Psalm 13, God is an object of worship, He's a person to whom we pray. And things can go wrong if you make God not an object of worship or prayer, but of an object of inquiry. I mean, that's how things went wrong in the beginning. Satan, the serpent, the snake, comes along and says, Did God say? Why don't you just think about this for a moment? Did God say this? Why don't you see if there's another way of doing things? And things did go badly wrong, because they did, and they made the wrong choice. We're not in that terrain. The question, how long, O Lord, is not a question about, did God say that or the other? I think I'll choose what I want rather than what he said. It's a question of prayer. It's within an inhabited relationship with God. How long, O Lord, how long? And you can see the question there, it's repeated. Right at the start in verse 1, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? It's also repeated again in verse 1, it's there in verse 2. How long must I bear pain? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Of many Psalms, this question is repeated. It's a very good question to have in our relationship with the Lord. How long, O Lord, must I go on asking this question? Notice this question is a real question. God is not a fair-weather friend. God is someone who is there with us through thick and thin. This is a real relationship. This is a relationship that bears testimony to life as it is. The psalmist feels his face, God's face is hidden from him. He's also in pain. I have sorrow in my heart all day long. Whoever or whatever the enemy is, it's kind of pressing down on them. And he's conscious of this. How long will my enemy exalt Over me. Verse 4 shaken, not stirred, not vodka, martini, but there's a sense in which life is not as it should be for me. I'm shaken, I'm not settled. How long is this going to go on for me? Ring any bells for yourself or indeed for others. This is a real uh, relationship. And God is there for us in these times. Of course there are questions to ask about his providence, about how life should be, but this is a real relationship. This is someone plugged in and connected to the Lord and his ways. I want to say too that this relationship is not just in prayer, it's vital, it's real and this person somehow is enviably able to connect with that relationship with God and how they're feeling with their pain and their sense of oppression, if we can use that phrase this relationship is also a relationship that we should say is redemptive. Some Psalms carry on all the way through and there's no kind of upside It ends with, well, that's just how it is. There's a wonderful glimmer of hope in this particular psalm. Psalm Psalm 13, verses 5 and verses 6. One of the great biblical buts that's there across the whole of the scriptures. But I trusted in your steadfast love. Verse 6, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt with bountifully with me. It's not as if life is carrying on, all of a sudden they have an upturn. It's as if life is carrying on, but I've decided that I will trust in your steadfast love. This is how I am, but I will sing of your love. There's a robust and rigorous spiritual defiance about whatever this relationship that the psalmist has with the Lord, and he's conscious, it's not right, I'm unsettled, I'm in pain, but I will still trust, I will still sing. There's an element, it needs to be said, of commonsensical, popular psychology about this. There are sadly still adults that expect that if they have a collection of feelings that are contrary to what we might call well-being, then there is really no need to do anything about it. More the popular psychology is, well, if you act in a certain way, but I will trust God for his love, but I will sing of your love forever, if you act in a certain way,
0: then the feelings that are dependent on that
1: action will seemingly tend to follow. Uh, One of, we've all got our COVID stories, one of my uh, most uh, memorable ones was chatting with a teacher and um, listening to their lament of how it is to teach children and teenagers during those blasted, wretched COVID years. Do you remember that? And eventually got to the point and they said to me, but Mark, it's just... It's just very difficult to get teenagers out of bed in the morning. And I said, well, I need to tell you a thing or two. I've had five and it's got nothing to do with COVID. (laughs) They just don't want to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, to be charitable, if you give a lecture on the physiology of teenagers, they do, per average, per human being, need two hours extra sleep because they're growing so much. So be kind and nice to them. But in my view, I've had five, as you know. If it goes on to three or four hours, you get a bucket of water. You just open the bedroom door and chuck it over them. And out they come. Oh, I don't feel like working today. Your feelings are never going to change if you're in bed and asleep. But I will do my homework. But I will trust in the Lord's unfailing love but I will sing of his love forever. Sometimes, not always. The feelings will follow actions during these occasions. Far too simplistic, of course, to say for some people's lament and deep-seated questions within themselves, perhaps that they never told anyone about. That's to the point. Other than the Lord, who hears, How long, O Lord, will this carry on? This is three or four times this person saying this. There is deep pain. They are shaken within. Sometimes, I have to say, according to biblical witness, we might not know how long to wait for the answer. How long is a proverbial piece of string? So how long is a piece of string? I mean, that's proverbial, isn't it? Well, we don't know. And that is to the point of this particular prayer. We don't know how long it's going to go on for. I mean, I've got a rule of thumb. If your teenage son or daughter is in bed for three or four hours, bucket of water. Simple parenting technique. You don't have to pay me afterwards, just do it. Here's another one. That's roughly how long? Yeah, we've all gone to the same school. Is it a metre, Jeff, come on. It's not a yard. It's a yard or a metre. Fair enough, fair enough. How long is a piece of string? Well, if you do that, but with your particular problem, with the ailment that is Ukraine in our world, how long is this going to go on for? We just don't know. And according to biblical theology, we might need to be the ones who say, we will trust you, Lord, even though we don't know how long a piece of strings. Now to him who is able by the power at work within us to do immeasurably more than all we can ask of or think of, to him be glory in the church. And then what does it say? Throughout all generations, The string might be today, the answer comes. The string might be next week, or at the end of my life, or at the end of my children's life, or throughout all generations' lives. The Lord does hear prayer, and he will answer. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask of or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Let me have a go at reading this. It could be hard to say, it could be hard to listen to. Horatio Stafford knew something about life's unexpected challenges. He was a successful attorney and a real estate investor who lost a fortune in the great Chicago fire of 1871. Around the same time, his beloved four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. It was the late 1800s. Thinking a vacation would do his family some good, he sent his wife and four daughters on a ship to England planning to join them after he finished and pressing business at home. However, for a while, crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship was involved in a terrible collision and sank. More than 200 people lost their lives, including all four of Horatio Stafford's precious daughters. His wife, Anna, survived the tragedy. Upon arriving in England, she sent a telegram to her husband that began, Saved alone, what shall I do? Horatio immediately set sail for England. At one point during his voyage, the captain of the ship, aware of the tragedy that had struck the Spafford family, summoned Horatio to tell him that they were now passing over the spot where the shipwreck had occurred. As Horatio thought about his daughter's words of comfort and hope, filled his heart and mind. He wrote them down and they've since become a well-known hymn. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. How long, O Lord, how long? Even today, it could be well with our souls. Stillness together, and I'll lead you in a prayer. Father, for those for whom this question is real today, we pray that your spirit would settle upon them and strengthen them even now. And for those for whom we pray, we pray that Christ in his church might be ever more real for them this day, tomorrow, and as time unfolds throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen.